Let's talk about five things that you can do for your business this fall. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original Everyday VOpreneur, looking forward to diving into another episode and giving you more actionable practical tips that are going to help you to grow in your voiceover business. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to remind you that the VoiceOver Marketing Playbook is available now. September 16th through the 25th, it's the last time the playbook is going to be available in 2020. This is your ultimate marketing course. It's going to teach you everything you need to know about how to confidently and effectively market your voiceover business And you can find all the details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. That is voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Again, available September 16th through the 25th. I also want to take a minute to say thank you for leaving your reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really do appreciate and enjoy reading them. If you haven't done it yet, please take a minute, leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So I know that it's not technically fall yet. And I don't want to rush it, but let's be honest, we're, we're close enough. And something that I was thinking about this week, and, and I guess I do it every September. You know how when January rolls around, we're all about our New Year's resolutions. We're all about thinking about the year ahead and all of the things that we're going to do. We set our goals. We get excited. We, we have all this motivation, this inspiration. We're ready to go. We're ready to face the new year. And then when spring rolls around... Sometimes we feel a little bit stuck, a little bit stagnant, and and that's when spring cleaning comes into play. Spring cleaning can happen in a lot of ways. It can happen in your home, but it can also happen in your business, and and I guess there's really nothing after that, right? But for me, there's something about September, something about September that is a reminder that this year is almost over. I probably still have a lot to do, but it's okay because I've still got a lot of time to get those things done. And so September is, I don't want to say it's like a spring cleaning, but there's definitely, I guess, an evaluation process that takes place in my business. I I do like to look back at my goals for the year and figure out whether or not I'm on pace, whether or not I'm doing the things that I need to do or doing the things that I said I was going to do. But I also like to look at maybe some of the unfinished business that needs to get done. Maybe Maybe things that I hadn't thought about that I want to do. And so what I want to give you are five tips for the fall. And the reason why I can give you these tips is because they're all things that I think about myself and they're all things that I am currently working on myself. And so I want to start with cleaning out the clutter. And this is a tip that I've given before. And I honestly sometimes think that it is an 
underappreciated tip, that it is a uh, something that we don't fully see the value in. I, I had a friend at my house today. We're getting ready to go through renovations again because, you know, my kitchen renovation that I went through during COVID wasn't enough. And so I've decided to do the renovation again. And, and I was only half joking with my friend when we were walking through the house and looking at some of the work that is being done. When I said, you know, one of the things that I have done is, is I have intentionally eliminated some of the storage in the house because if there's no place to store it, then we have to get rid of it. Basically, I was saying, let's declutter. Let's get rid of the crap. And again, I was only half joking when I said it because I obviously understand the value of having storage in your home. But I also think that sometimes we just hold on to too much crap. You know, my wife and I moved into this house in 2017, and there are still boxes that have not been opened since the day we moved in, which to me says that there are boxes full of crap that we don't need and that crap needs to go. And I can't express to you how emotionally and spiritually freeing it is to get rid of that clutter, to get rid of that crap, to, to take it and throw it in the dumpster. You know, I, I do my mastermind group every year, and I've talked about my mastermind group before, and one of the guys that is in my mastermind group, every week, or every month, rather, we, we get together for a quick meeting, and, you know, I check in to see how he's doing or whatever, and, and I made a comment during one of our Zoom sessions about the space that he was in, and he came to tell me about how his daughter had came in and, and helped him to declutter and organize the space. And he's like, Mark, you wouldn't believe what a difference it makes. And I'm like, oh, no, no. I would believe what a difference it makes. When is the last time you cleaned off your desk? When is the last time you cleaned out your desk? Can I just say that I am a pen hoarder? Can I tell you that I had a drawer with about a thousand pens, probably every pen that I've ever been given at a conference in my entire life, like legitimately like hundreds of pens. I'm like, what in the world am I keeping all of these pens for? What am I going to do with all of these pens? And I want you to know that now there's about five. That's it. There's five. Get rid of the crap. You know how many coffee mugs I have? Do you know how many coffee mugs I need? For those of you that know me well, you know that I don't even drink coffee. So what the heck am I supposed to do with a thousand different coffee mugs? Clean out the clutter. Clean out your desk and clean off your desk and give yourself a fresh, clean space to work in. There really is something to be said for releasing that energy. You know, when, when, you, when you open up the space, you open up the energy. When you, when you release the clutter in your office, somehow it manages to release the clutter in your brain. And I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it is so true. And I think that's why you should do it. And it's something that I just went through. Like, literally, I'm recording this podcast two days after I got rid of the dumpster. We brought in the dumpster. And I mean, the dumpster came for the renovation. But ultimately, the dumpster was used for cleaning out a whole lot of clutter. And, and I was ruthless about it. And I'll be honest with you, some of the boxes that went into the dumpster, I didn't even open. 
because I knew if I opened them, I would start looking through them and I'd be like, oh, I might need this one day. Or, oh, I remember this birthday card that I was given when I turned seven by a friend that I can't even remember their name of because they never even came to my eighth birthday, but I kept the card because it has sentimental value. You know what I'm talking about. Clean out the clutter physically and it will clean out the clutter mentally. I promise. Number two on the list, I want to encourage you to read a nonfiction book for growth purposes. Now, maybe you're somebody who loves to read. Maybe you read a lot of fiction. Maybe you read, I don't know, comic books or whatever it is. Maybe you read just for the fun of it. And I think that's really important too. And that is absolutely something that I do. But I love reading nonfiction books for growth purposes. You know, there's a a really great quote that I love that basically says, you are as smart as the books you read. And I have never been shy about the fact that the vast majority of my success in business comes from reading books. They don't teach you this stuff in school. And I didn't go to college. Everything that I've learned, the vast majority of it anyway, I have learned from books and from reading books that are going to make me smarter, from reading books that are going to challenge my thinking, from reading books that are going to make me look at things from a different angle or a different perspective, from reading books that are going to teach me new things, new skills. And so I would really strongly encourage you, if you haven't done it yet, before the end of the year, read a nonfiction book for growth purposes. You know, in January, I set a goal for myself that I was going to read 24 books this year, two books a month. Um, Right now, I'm off pace by one. But that's because I picked a couple of really big books in the middle part of the year that I hadn't, I didn't realize how big they were at the time. But I'm going to get there. And the vast majority of those books have been nonfiction books that I'm reading for growth purposes. So get your pen and paper ready. I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions. And each one of these I have read this year. Uh, First and foremost, Magic of Thinking Big. This is a classic. It came out, I want to say, late 50s, maybe. And as you read it, you'll recognize that it wasn't specifically written in this era, but everything that it talks about is relevant to what we are in right now. Because the importance of mindset and how we think, that never changes. So The Magic of Thinking Big is one of them. Uh, Another one that I encourage everybody to read is Marketing Made Simple by Donald Miller. Um, brilliant book that is going to teach you a lot of really actionable, practical things about marketing. Personality isn't permanent. And I've done some podcast episodes and, and, and some videos that have talked about some of the things that I've learned from this book. And it's a book that I've talked about in the past, but I would absolutely recommend that you should read Personality Isn't Permanent. What I love about this one is that it challenges each of us to realize that we're not a complete creation. And what I mean by that is who we are right now does not need to be who we are for the rest of our lives. And sometimes I think we forget that. Sometimes I think that we can grow. I think we forget that we can learn new things. I think that we forget that we have the freedom to choose. And sometimes we get stuck in this rut of a personality like this is how I am. This is how I've always been. This is how I'll always be. And it's simply not true. Personality Isn't Permanent by uh, Benjamin Hardy, Benjamin P. Hardy. Loved it. Brilliant read. It is one that I will actually go back and read again. And uh, the other one that I had on my list was Homeless to Billionaire. And I love it because of the encouragement behind it. This is a guy who legitimately went from homeless to billionaire. And I'll tell you what, I mean, hey, who doesn't want to be a billionaire? It would be kind of nice, right? One of the things that I love about this book is that 
it challenges you again to think bigger, to think differently. And as you get reading through the book, there are literally times when I was in the book and I'm like, this is not that hard. Like what he did is not that hard, which then makes me look at myself and say, what, what are my excuses and why am I not disciplined enough? And how do I become more disciplined to be able to go next level? So number two on the list, read a nonfiction book for growth purposes. Again, the, the, the four titles that I just mentioned, The Magic of Thinking Big, Marketing Made Simple, Personality Isn't Permanent, and Homeless to Billionaire. Uh, four great ones, all four that I've read this year. And number three on the list is Research a Thing. And this one sounds kind of random, and I wasn't really sure how to title it, but I'm hoping that when I, I walk through it, it'll make a little bit more sense to you. So the first example that I'm going to give you for years, I wanted a full-size pickup truck. I just wanted a full-size pickup truck. Now, it was ridiculous. I was a single guy. I lived in an apartment. What the heck did I need a full-size pickup truck for? I really didn't, but it's just what I wanted. But for some reason, I always assumed that I could not afford a full-size pickup truck. So I always went out and got the mid-size pickup truck. I had two different Ford Explorer sport tracks that I drove for many, many years. And then I went out and bought a, a Chevy Colorado, which was, you know, again, the, the mid-size pickup truck. And I always did it under the assumption that I would never be able to afford a full-size pickup truck. But here's what I didn't do. I never actually looked at the finances of a full-size pickup truck. I just always assumed that I couldn't afford it. And when my last truck lease came up, I had a conversation with the dealer and we sat down and we ran the numbers and it turned out that the full-size pickup truck was going to cost me not quite $100 a month more than what I was already paying. And I can't even begin to tell you how stupid I felt. Because for literally a decade of my life, this thing that I wanted was absolutely within my reach. But because of an assumption, I never went after it. We don't know what we don't know. And one of the most dangerous things that we can do is assume we know what we don't know. I assumed that I could not afford the full-size pickup truck. I, I knew it. In my head, I knew it. But I was absolutely wrong. And so I missed out for all of those years because I never took the time to research the thing. I just assumed that it was out of my reach. Here's another example, and this one is much more current in my life. Uh, you probably know that my wife and I are expecting, which was very unexpected. And, you know, I talked at the beginning of the episode about the kitchen renovation, and, and now I'm in a new renovation because apparently the kitchen renovation during COVID wasn't enough for me. Well, it, it's not so much that as much as it is uh, we're expecting and we need to do renovations because, you know, there's going to be a baby and apparently you have to have a place to put a baby if you're going to keep one in your house. This is what I'm learning. I've never done this before. Uh, so renovations have started. And the very first thing that I said to my wife when we decided that we needed to do this was, I don't want to do this. And what I meant was, and I clarified, but I have the ability to do it, but I don't want to do it. I literally just did the kitchen renovation. I haven't even actually finished some of the final finishing touches of the kitchen renovation. I'm like, I, I haven't even got that one done. I don't have the desire. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have the mental capacity to do another renovation right now. But that was stressing me out because I also don't have the finances to do another renovation right now. Our COVID kitchen cost double what I had budgeted. 
And, and I'm still sorting that out. But I called a contractor, somebody that I know, somebody that I trust. And I had him come over to our house one night. He was here about a week ago. We took him down into the basement. And we said, okay, here's what we're trying to do. And I had a, a ballpark number in my head of what I assumed it was going to cost. Based on nothing other than me just pulling random numbers out of my butt, apparently. Um, but I didn't say anything to the contractor. So we walked him through and told him what we wanted. And I said, look, I'm not going to hold you to anything right now because I know there's still a lot of details that needed to be sorted out. But based on your experience, based on the work that you've done, based on what you know that we need, can you give me a ballpark? Just like give me a, a, a general number that, that kind of gives me an, an idea before we get to the final estimate, the final budget. And he said, okay, I, I can do that. And I said, and I promise, like, I'm not going to come back and say, well, wait, you told me it was only going to be this much and now it's going to be this much or whatever. I said, I just want to, I just want to know. And the number that he gave me was literally half of what I assumed that it was going to be. Half of what I assumed it was going to be. It was the truck situation all over again, right? I, I assumed that I knew how much this was going to cost, but I didn't actually know. Thankfully, this time I did the research, right? Because under other circumstances, I have taken the renovation on myself and, and, and it's not an enjoyable thing for me. And I did it because I always assumed that I couldn't afford it, but I never bothered to actually find out if I could afford it. And as it turns out that I, I could afford it. And so number three on the list is research a thing. What is the thing that you want to do that you assume that you can't afford? Maybe it's a, a new demo. Maybe it's pursuing a particular genre with a coach and knowing that it's going to take you a certain number of sessions to get there. Maybe it's a home renovation project. Maybe it's a vacation. Maybe you finally want to build that studio that you've been dreaming about. I remember how exciting that was for me to build the studio that I'm in right now. You know, maybe you're tired of recording in the closet with the moving blankets and you just, you want to build the legitimate studio, but you've always assumed that you couldn't afford it. But you've never actually sat down to crunch the numbers to figure out whether or not you can or can't. So that's one of the big projects that I want to give you. Research the thing, whatever the thing may be, because you might surprise yourself. You might realize that maybe it's not as out of reach as you thought it was going to be. You know, I did the same thing when I was working with, now that I'm working with Tom Pinto, I always wanted to do documentary and in-show narration, but for the longest time, I assumed, one, I couldn't afford the coaching and I couldn't afford the demo, and two, that I, I wouldn't really probably be able to do it that well anyway, and really, I was just being afraid, being honest, because it was the genre that I wanted most, so it was the one that would hurt the most if I couldn't get it, and so I've talked about working with Tom Pinto for three or four years, but never even actually emailed the guy, because I'm an idiot, and so finally, a couple of months ago, I researched the thing and realized that, you know what, maybe coaching with Tom is actually possible and, and maybe I could actually get the money together to, to do the coaching and ultimately to do the demo. And, and then I got doing the coaching and Tom was really encouraging with me and, and made me feel like, hey, maybe I actually can do documentary and in-show narration. And so uh, again, probably about four years wasted because I'm an idiot and I didn't research the thing. So number three on the list research the thing. The voiceover industry has shifted from where it was a few years ago. You know, back in the day, you got a couple of agents, you got on a couple of casting sites, you spent a lot of time auditioning, you booked a bunch of jobs, you made a bunch of money, and life was beautiful. And that was the way the voiceover industry worked. But 
Now, now it works a little bit differently, and I think if you're still trying to do the agent and casting site thing, you've probably figured it out. There are still opportunities to make money, there's still opportunity to book work, but there is not nearly the same kind of opportunity to build a full-time income and a full-time business. If you want to do that, you got to learn how to self-market. You got to figure out how to put yourself out there. You got to be confident enough to put yourself out there. You got to shift your mindset. Stop thinking that you're going to annoy people. Start figuring out how you're going to offer value to people. You know, if you've got professional training, demos in a home studio, but you're still not booking, and if you're feeling confused, overwhelmed, frustrated, trying to figure out what's going on, the problem is likely with your marketing, and the good news is we can fix it. VoiceOver Marketing Playbook 2.0 is a step-by-step, easy-to-follow marketing course. It's going to give you a clear plan for finding your own leads, building your own client base, and becoming the consistently working voice actor you want to be. And isn't that what we all want? To be consistently working voice actors, to build a sustainable business for ourselves, and to build a financial situation where we can take care of our families and do it comfortably. VoiceOver Marketing Playbook is available now through September 25th, 2020. And this is the last time that it is going to be available this year. It is a six-hour plus video course that you're going to get instant access to. And it really is going to teach you everything that I know about marketing and everything that I am still doing today in my own voiceover business to find my own leads, build my own client base, and continue to be a consistently working voice actor. All the details for the course are available at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Once again, registration September 16th through the 25th. Last time it's available this year, details at voiceovermarketingplaybook.com. Now back to our show. Number four on the list of five things that I want you to do this fall. And and I'm again, a reminder, I'm basing this list off of five things that I need to do this fall. And, and chances are, if I need to, you know, maybe you do too. Number four on the list, you know you're behind on your books. Okay, look, there's no judgment here. Even though you committed at the beginning of the year that you were going to do them weekly or maybe you were going to do them monthly, you know you didn't, right? Let's be honest with each other. It's, it's just you and me. No judgment. You know you're behind. You know you've got a pile of receipts somewhere. You've probably lost them. Not naming any names. Mark Scott. You've probably got some overdue invoices that you haven't followed up on recently enough. Not naming any names. Mark Scott. Um, There's probably some expenses that have never got entered into your books despite your best intentions. The road to nowhere paved with good intentions. I can't imagine who could possibly have expenses that they haven't entered not naming any names, Mark Scott, um, you know you're behind in your books. You do not want to put yourself in a position of scrambling come tax time, right? Because it sucks. It just sucks. And we've, we've been there. We've done that. We don't want to do it again. So as the weather starts to turn, as the snow starts to fly, or you know maybe it doesn't fly because you don't live in Canada, but The fact of the matter is we're probably going to be spending a little bit less time outside, a little bit more time inside. So look, you're behind on your books. Quit being behind on your books. Get caught up on your books, Mark Scott. All right, number four on the list. Number five on the list, I want you to make a play for one big client, okay? I, You know who the client is because as soon as you heard me say, I want you to make a play for one big client, it it tweaked you. Am I right? Like you, the name immediately came to you and it immediately made you feel uncomfortable because you immediately felt like, I can't do that. I'm not ready for that. 
I, what, 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 and you start making all these excuses. What if, uh, uh, make a play for one big client. Okay. How are you going to do it? Start a targeted campaign on Instagram using hashtags and using name tags and using some strategic pictures, maybe some strategic video. Maybe you're going to do some research on LinkedIn to find the right contact at the company and you're going to send them a personalized connection request and try to get a conversation going with them. Maybe, just maybe, you already know who to reach out to and you already have their email address, but you've been a wimp chicken and you haven't done it. Quit being a wimp chicken. Do the thing. I want you to make a play for that one big client. I'm not saying you're going to book with them this year, but you might. I will say, though, that you stand a lot better chance at booking with them this year if you actually make the connection than if you continue to just sit around and think about it. 2020 has been a ridiculous year, right? We're all in agreement that 2020 has been a ridiculous year. A lot of crazy things have happened in in 2020. And I, I think one of the beautiful things about it at this point is that nothing is unexpected. Like, Like, when anything happens now, we're just like, what? Really? 2020. And while people are in that mindset, you've got nothing to lose, right? You've got nothing to lose. So if if you're going to, I don't know, send an email to Tim Cook and try to get on his radar, like, really? At this point in 2020, he'd probably be like, oh, 2020, look at that. Somebody's coming to me directly. I don't know. I'm just saying... You got nothing to lose at this point, right? This has been a crazy year. Crazy things have happened. Surprises around every corner. Why don't you surprise yourself and make a play for that one big client? So the five things that I want you to do this fall. Clean out the clutter. Read a nonfiction book for growth purposes. Research a thing. That thing that you assume that you know, but you don't know because you've never actually researched the thing to determine if it's possible. Research the thing. You know you're behind on your books, quit it. Just quit it, just do it, just get it all updated. And number five, make a play for one big client. When you've done all of those things, here's a bonus. I want you to start dreaming now about 2021. And I'll tell you why I want you to do that. We just talked about the fact that 2020 has been a complete cluster fart of a year, right? Like seriously, we just be over, right? We all feel that way, just be over. The more time that you spend thinking about the fact that 2020 has been a complete cluster fart of a year, the more that you're going to sink energy into that and you're going to let that energy sink into you. And I'm worried that if we do it too long, it's going to hold us back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drag us down because it's a lot of negative energy, right? There's been a lot of negative energy around 2020. And so I want you now, last few months of the year, to start thinking about 2021 and to start shifting some of that negative energy towards this year, towards a lot more positive energy for the new year to come. Start dreaming about what you're going to do. Start dreaming about what your goals are going to be. Start dreaming about how you are going to make next year better. And write it all down while you're doing it. And don't hold anything back. Don't limit yourself. Think big. Write the book, The Magic of Thinking Big. Read the book and then do the dreaming. Don't hold yourself back. Because 2021, it is going to be a better year. I want to thank you for giving me another 30 minutes of your time to speak into your life and into your business. And I hope that you're feeling inspired and feeling encouraged. I want to remind you also, never miss one of these episodes of the podcast. 
And go back and listen through all of the fully searchable archives. Vopreneur.com is the website. Vopreneur.com. You can also subscribe wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. You know what else you can do? You can say, hey, Siri, play the Everyday Vopreneur podcast. And she will. Thanks so much for listening, my friend. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.